they say mindset is the key to success. No, that's wrong. It's your psychology that's the real game changer. I like to say, while mindset gets the glory, the psychology holds the story. And don't get me wrong, mindset is very, very important to your success. But if your foundations are weak, then it doesn't matter if you take Michael Jordan's mindset and try to apply it to your life. It's not going to take you anywhere. And you may wonder now, what is your psychology? You see, your psychology is essentially your thoughts and beliefs about what? About yourself, your thoughts and beliefs about other people, and your thoughts and beliefs about the world at large. Think about those times you've tried adopting someone else's mindset or strategies, ones that worked wonders for them, but somehow they just didn't click for you. I know I've tried many mindsets and diets and approaches to life, and then I given up on them because they weren't working for me. It's not that those strategies and the ones you're applying are flawed, but perhaps it's because there was a mismatch with your underlying foundation, your psychology. So your foundation might not have been aligned with those methods. The good news though, you have the power to change this and create a foundation that supports you on your unique path to success. So if you're feeling stuck in achieving your goals or making the progress you desire, it's crucial to examine your psychological foundation. What are your thoughts and beliefs about yourself? How do you talk to yourself? Do you beat yourself up? Do you call yourself stupid, a procrastinator, lazy, ugly, fat? Fill in the blanks. Consider your views on other people and how these perceptions influence your interactions with them. And what about your thoughts on the world and the events happening within the world? Addressing these foundational aspects of your psychology is absolutely paramount. It's really the key to your success. While neglecting this can lead to challenges like depression, anxiety, stress, overwhelm, and negativity, actively working on it can unlock doors to increased confidence, greater inner peace, and a more positive outlook on life. Embracing this journey of self-discovery can lead to a life filled with greater fulfillment, happiness, and success, and of course, not to mention abundance. It's not just about mitigating the negatives, though. It's about amplifying the positives in your life. Success builds on success. Now, let's look at the science. Recent research on brain plasticity has given us a new perspective on personal development. Brain plasticity, or neuroplasticity, is the brain's ability to reorganize itself by forming new neural connections throughout our life. The neuroscientific concepts suggest that our brains are not rigidly hardwired as once thought, but are dynamic and adaptable. So what does this mean? Brain plasticity means that our habits, our behaviors, and our thought patterns can change over time, reinforcing the idea that personal development is an ongoing process, but also reinforcing the idea that you hold the power to change everything and anything. Now, with consistent effort, we can reshape our brains to develop new skills, adopt healthier habits, and overcome limiting beliefs. Wouldn't that be something? I am Konstantin Morun, a neuroencoding and transformational growth specialist. My own journey overcoming a lifelong battle with depression, anxiety, and burnout, 
and the 10 thieves of our dreams, such as procrastination, hesitation, fear of failure, fear of success, fear of rejection, imposter syndrome, self-loathing, self-doubt, stress, and overwhelm forms the cornerstone of my two plus decades in personal and professional development. This first-hand experience has deeply shaped my approach to empowering others, to empowering you. In my diverse career, I've held numerous leadership and change roles within the corporate and coaching worlds. Combined with my degree in mathematics and expertise as a licensed neuroencoding specialist, I bring to the table a unique blend of practical life strategies and neuropsychological insights. Having guided countless individuals on similar paths, my mission is to empower and guide you in discovering your why, rewiring your brain, and overcoming limiting beliefs to unlock your full potential. As someone who is still on this transformative journey, I warmly invite you to join me in this process of growth and self-discovery. And together, let's embark on this beautiful transformative journey to break free from the barriers holding you back, stepping into a life filled with purpose, fulfillment, abundance, and joy. So let's dive into a quick story from my own life on the importance of this foundational pillar, your psychology. You see, I grew up in an environment where I learned how to beat myself up, how to have this negative self-talk come in, calling myself stupid, ugly, fat, a procrastinator, you name it, right? I would fail at something in the short term, I would fall down, I would beat myself up. But of course, I would sometimes get up and, and work on it and sometimes achieve something, sometimes not. But because I was so negative on myself, it hindered my progress significantly. And in some cases, it set me back years and years. Now, as I was going through my life, I managed to switch from a fixed mindset to a growth mindset, which allowed me to see failure as just an opportunity to learn. But I still didn't do a whole lot about self-talk and my thoughts and beliefs about myself, the thoughts and beliefs I had about others and the world at large, right? It has some impact, but not a whole lot. It wasn't until I actually understood that the psychology, the foundation, again, those thoughts and beliefs are crucial to this, right? So when I started changing that, so realizing, okay, I'm doing something, I may have made a mistake, instead of beating myself up like I would normally do, I would catch the thought, I would interrupt the thought by doing something physical. I would acknowledge and celebrate that I caught myself and I interrupted the thought. And then I would replace it with a positive thought. Because see, all those negative thoughts, like in my case, I say I'm stupid because I made a mistake. Those are not really true. Sure, you can find examples in your life or maybe you made a mistake and it may have looked stupid to someone. But you can also find many, many, many more examples of the opposite. But because of negativity bias, which is something that we'll delve deeper into to later, we tend to remember the negative stuff a lot easier and we tend to bring that up a lot quicker than the positive stuff. So it's up to us to change the story and bring the positives in. It doesn't matter if it's about yourself, it's, if it's about the people around you or if it's about the world at large. So I know it's tough, right? And you might be thinking that your psychology is just the way you are and you can't change it. Or maybe that focusing on psychology seems introspective and impractical. Perhaps you feel frustrated by past attempts to change your mindset that did not work. Some of you might doubt the impact of understanding your psychology on your career or relationships. Fair enough. You may also find it overwhelming to identify your thought patterns or believe you don't need to work on your psychology because you're doing fine. And for those who prefer concrete strategies, 
the idea of working on something as abstract as psychology might not seem appealing. And I get you. I totally get you. The good news, though, beautiful sisters, beautiful brothers, you are not alone. I understand how you feel as I've been there myself. I just give you an example, right? I appreciate the belief that psychology is fixed or that it feels too abstract and impractical. I've experienced the frustration of trying and failing to change my mindset without addressing the deeper issues. I've doubted the real world impact of psychological work and felt overwhelmed by the task of unpacking my own mental patterns. There were times I thought I was doing fine and didn't need to delve deeper, or times I was just looking for more tangible methods. But through my journey, and in helping dozens and dozens of people reshape their psychology, reboot their brain, reward their thoughts and limiting beliefs, and take control of their life, and achieve unprecedented success, I have learned that our psychology is not something that we can just change, but it's actually dynamic, not static, meaning that our psychology can be reshaped through our own efforts. This transformation has led not only to my own personal growth, but also to significant changes in the lives of those I have coached. Let me guide you through understanding and reshaping your own psychology to unlock a world of new possibilities and fulfillment. But first, you know I mentioned negativity bias a moment ago. Well, what is negativity bias for those of you that may not be familiar with the term? It's essentially a psychological phenomenon where negative events, emotions, interactions have a greater effect on individuals and their psychological state and processes than neutral or positive events or emotions or interactions have. This bias means that we are more likely to pay attention to, remember, and weigh negative experiences more heavily than positive ones. Now, this will show up in different aspects of your life. It could show up in your attention, right? Because you pay more attention to negative than positive. Your memory, you pull information from a memory a lot quicker if it's negative, right? It comes up in your decision-making. It comes up in your emotions, right? They will have an emotional impact. It comes up in your relationships. And it comes up in your learning and development. And of course, many other areas. Now, don't get me wrong. The negativity bias is there for a reason. And it is believed to have evolutionary origins. Because paying attention, or rather paying more attention to threats and dangers in the environment was crucial to our survival as a race. So think of back 200 years, 400 years, 500,000 years. I mean, most of humanity's time on this planet. You had to be aware of your surroundings. You had to take in all the information and, and parse it for the negativity so you could be careful of that poisonous snake in the grass or that predator that's sitting up in the tree waiting for you to make a mistake or, you know, some other tribe trying to conquer your tribe. All of that had a good reason. Now, of course, in modern times, so let's say the last 50, 60, 70 years, there's less to be afraid of. Of course, there's still plenty of stuff out there. So negativity bias still has its purpose and its function. And of course, the way evolution works, it's not going to just change overnight. But what it also does, it often leads you to a skewed perception of reality, potentially contributing to anxiety, depression, and a generally pessimistic outlook on life. So let's start with thoughts and beliefs about self, because really, most of our challenges start there. And of course, the thoughts and beliefs we have about ourselves will also extend to the thoughts and beliefs we have about others, and then of course about the world. So what am I talking about here? I'm talking about things such as limiting beliefs. 
such as self-talk, but a lack of self-compassion, self-criticism, self-doubt, a lack of self-confidence, right? All of those things will show up. And I talked to you earlier about a method that I want to reinforce here. It's about interrupting your thought patterns. So it gives you a chance to replace them with something better. And again, if you don't practice this, it's not going to happen by itself. But the more you practice it, the easier it becomes and the more automatic it becomes. So for me, it goes something like this. If I have a limiting belief come up, obviously, first, you have to become aware about it, right? So, you know, that's half the battle. Now you're aware, you're saying, you know what, this is a limiting belief or this is negative self-talk or self-criticism, whatever you want to call it. That's your opportunity to essentially step in and remove it before it gets into a bigger problem that you can deal with. So give you an example. Earlier, I was recording an episode and I made a mistake in the settings and I finished the entire recording. It was like 25 minutes and I realized I cannot use anything because I forgot to disable recording of my screen, which was nothing but my Windows background. Old me, honestly, would start thinking, oh, how stupid I am, how worthless I am, how I always make mistakes. I would go into this self-criticism and I would doubt my ability to, to do well in the future. And what would happen? Well, those negative thoughts would lead to negative feelings. I would obviously start to feel bad about myself, I would start to doubt myself. And what would then happen? It would lead to actions such as stopping to record for the day. It would lead to actions such as maybe if I did record, it would be a poorer quality because I beat myself up and I was feeling so bad about myself. And then those actions would lead to the results. And now the results that would come out of those actions would be favorable, right? And guess what I did? Did those negative, negative thoughts come up? Briefly, when I say briefly, it was maybe like half a second. I started to see that I was starting to think about criticizing myself and doubting some things. And what I did, I literally physically removed myself from the space, moved over a bit, took a deep breath in, put a big smile on my face, celebrated. And why did I celebrate? The fact that I caught myself, the fact that I was aware, oh, wait a second, this is self-criticism that's coming up. I better stop that before it gets into something much bigger. So I celebrated that again by smiling and celebrating. I'm feeling much better. So I'm releasing dopamine. I'm releasing good feel hormones. And now I have the chance to replace the negative talk with positive talk, not fake positive talk, but real one, which is like, hey, you know what? It's okay. We made a mistake. We got a chance to practice. We got a chance to warm up. Look at the positives. There were so many positives. Sure. Did I feel a bit of fear that, ah, you know what? I lost X amount of minutes. Did I feel a bit of anxiety that now I have to redo it? Sure. But that was short lived because that came from my thoughts, right? Because as soon as the thoughts came up, the feelings associated with the thoughts came in as well. So I was able to literally nip it in the bud, eliminate the, the, the thought, which eliminated the feelings associated with it. And now I could replace them with positive feelings, which well, with positive thoughts first, then positive feelings, then a positive action. I went back and I recorded and I did a much better job than the first time. Yay. And to getting better results. Now, guess what? In this episode I'm recording right now, it's actually the second one I'm recording. So that happened with the first episode. So in fact, I've actually recorded technically three episodes back to back, even though the first two were a repeat of each other. So that's how you can start breaking patterns of thoughts and beliefs 
and you can change them into good ones. It's not going to happen overnight, but if you stick to it, if you do it over and over again, I guarantee you that you will move very, very fast. And within a week, you'll be wondering, wow, what's happening? Because see, as I said, success builds on success. And the more joy and happiness you bring in your life, the more you're going to want, right? You're not going to want to sit in that negativity bias and all the negativity that comes up. Now, as you work on yourself and thoughts about and beliefs about self, what's going to happen? It's going to spill into other parts of your life. But we talked earlier about thoughts about others, right? So what are thoughts and beliefs about others? Well, we all have preconceived ideas and judgments based on how we grew up, where we grew up, the society we were in, the schooling we went to, our caregivers and whatnot, right? We all have those biases. Well, it's about, of course, recognizing those biases and starting to interrupt the patterns you don't like anymore. One example I can give you that almost everyone struggles with, and I know I struggle with this big time, is comparison. So I would look at someone, let's say my age, younger, or even slightly older, and I would see how successful they were. They had a better job than me. They had a better car than me. They had more money than me. They had a happier life on the outside than me. And I would start to feel bad. And what would happen? I would compare myself with them. I said, well, I mean, you know, that person is 25 years old and I'm 28. And look at how much farther ahead they are. And what does it do? That's a negative belief, a negative thought that's going to trigger the chain again, right? Negative thought, negative feeling, negative action, negative result. Whatever negative means to you. And then what would I do? That would just perpetuate the same scenarios over and over. I would look at other people outside and I would compare and compare and compare. And I wouldn't compare for anything other than essentially progress. I wasn't progressing as fast as them. And I would do it the opposite way too, which is I would look at someone and be like, huh, I'm much farther ahead than them, right? So this point, making myself feel good at the detriment of someone else, but also instilling myself maybe some hesitation, some procrastination because I'm already at a good stage and other negative feelings. So it goes both ways. So you may ask, how can we change it? Or how should it be? Well, it's actually very, very simple. When you're looking at comparison, you should look at yourself when it comes to comparing your progress. So I compare my progress against me yesterday, against me a month ago, against me a year ago or a decade ago. So I'm always comparing for progress against myself, not others. Because you see, I can't control others. I don't know their circumstances and their environments. I don't know anything really other than the surface stuff. So why should I compare myself to them to bring all the negativity in? And then when it comes to comparing yourself to others, you do it for two reasons and two reasons only. What? Possibilities and inspiration. What do I mean by that? I can look at someone that's, let's say, five years younger than me or someone that's the same age as me. And I can be like, wow, look at that amazing, beautiful human being. They are doing some amazing things. That means two things. If they can do it, I can do it. And the possibilities are endless. So I get inspiration from them. And I can see what's possible. Doesn't mean I have to copy them. Doesn't mean I have to do exactly what they do. But it gets me thinking of, wow, if they can do it, I can do it too. So think about your career. Think about the career you want to get into. Think about the business you want to start. Chances are someone else is doing some variation of it. Look at them for inspiration. Look at them for possibilities. And trust me, it's going to take you to a whole new level. Now, if you catch yourself comparing your progress to others, right? Still, I do sometimes as well. Again, that's an opportunity for you to interrupt the pattern. It's just as easy as interrupting the pattern. Okay. 
what else when it comes to thoughts about others? I mean, of course, there's communication, right? Active listening comes in. So if you want to change your thoughts about others and your beliefs, maybe start by paying more attention to what they're saying and how they're saying it and what they're doing in their life, right? Because we are very, very good at projecting our own fears onto others. And by doing active listening or participating in active listening, you're actually getting to see me beyond the surface, so to speak, and you can understand motivations. And it will help you to overcome prejudices and stereotypes and those biases we talked about earlier. Now, I know all this stuff I talked about sounds easy on paper. And sometimes you need an accountability person to really get further faster. And that's where I come in. You see, I've helped dozens and dozens of people not only reboot and reward their brain, but also overcome a lot of these limiting beliefs, the self-criticism, the self-comparison, and also their thoughts about others. And I can help you too. So if you feel like you would want to work with me, hit me up at constantinatunleashedthyself.com. We can jump on a free 30-minute call. I can take a look at how I can help you specifically. And if for some reason I cannot help you, I'll let you know and I will find someone else that can help you. Now, let's talk about the last category, the thoughts and beliefs we have about the world at large. And let me ask you this. How do you feel about the world at large right now? Global warming, the wars, the cost of everything, the cost of living, how politics is being handled across the globe, and so many other things. How do you feel about that? Now, most of us are fairly pessimistic, are fairly negative when it comes to that. And there's good reason for it. I mean, there's a lot of negative stuff happening in the world, but there's also a lot of positive. So you see, when it comes to thoughts and beliefs about the world, it's also based on what you allow to enter your life. And some things will enter your life without your choice, right? I mean, you can choose if you want to turn on the news or not, but you cannot choose if you... <laughs> want to pay rent or not. Most of us at least cannot choose that we have to do it, right? Or buying groceries or anything else. But there are things that you do have control over, what you allow in, either from news, social media, toxic people in your life. Well, that's where you have the power. Start looking at that. But then, of course, take it a step beyond. Recognize cognitive biases. These are biases like confirmation bias, anchoring bias, the Dunning-Kruger effect, the hindsight bias, the sunk cost fallacy. And we'll go deeper into those in other episodes. But those are different biases that unfortunately will come from the world around us and will impact our thoughts and beliefs, which will again lead to negative feelings, negative actions, negative results. And really one thing that helped me in this regard was building that growth mindset I talked to you about earlier, because it did help me reshape a bit my thoughts around our world and around the people in it, and of course, myself. Now, it's really at the end, a balancing act of realism and optimism. So you see, I can be real and understand that global warming is happening. I can understand that recession is happening. I can understand that there are wars going on and natural disasters. Those things are real. Nobody can deny that. But me dwelling on them too much it's not really going to get me to anywhere I want, especially not going to get me to fix any of those things. So that's why I bring optimism. Why? Because there's equally as many amazing things happening in the world. We just have to look harder for them. Just as we have to look harder for them in our own life, we have to look harder for them in the, in the life around us. So let it sit with you and see what you come up with. What I also want to emphasize again is that when we talk about thoughts and beliefs, that's where you have 100% control to change them. 
Because you may wonder what impacts your thoughts and beliefs about any of these categories. It is your environment. And your environment is, of course, your job, your home, the people you hang out with, the information and, and anything that you let into your life, the news, social media, like I mentioned. And you have some control over your environment, but you don't have a whole lot of control. The first thing you have control over are all the thoughts and beliefs that you have, like full control over. So let's do a quick, quick recap. Environment influences your thoughts and beliefs. Now you're gonna have a thought or a belief about something and when that comes up, it's gonna generate a feeling. If you say the thought is positive, like you know, you are smart, you're beautiful, you feel good about yourself, it's gonna generate a good feeling. You're gonna feel good, you're gonna have a smile on your face, dopamine is gonna get released, you're gonna feel awesome. That's gonna make you wanna take a good action as well, right? Maybe do something from your to-do list or something else and then you're gonna have a good result. But if the environment shaped up a negative thought, right? I watched the news and I saw another murder or another war starting somewhere or another atrocity happening in some part of the world, it's gonna generate some negative thoughts about the world ending or going down a specific hole that we don't wanna go down on or any other thing. So it's gonna generate a negative thought and that's gonna to lead to a negative feeling. I'm gonna feel really bad. I'm gonna be like, why bother doing anything? It doesn't matter, the world is going downside anyway. And what's gonna happen if I get to a negative feeling like that? I mean, what actions can I take? I mean, even if I take an action, it's not gonna be as amazing as if I was in a different state of mind, right? I had a different feeling. So yeah, we can still go to work and do things, but it's gonna be with less enthusiasm, less passion, less, 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 which leads to what? Outcomes that are not as great as they could be. So this is what I want to leave you with. Look at your thoughts and beliefs and start there. If you found value in today's episode, I'd be extremely grateful if you could take a moment to subscribe, like, comment, rate, and review Unleash Thyself on YouTube or your preferred podcast platform. Your support helps us grow and reach more people on their unique journeys so they too can transform. This is Konstantin Morun, your companion on this voyage towards empowerment, reminding you that no one, and I mean no one, is more capable and has more knowledge to save you and take you to the next level than you do. Continue the journey to know thyself so you can unleash thyself. And as always, we cannot do it alone. So let's do it together. Thank you.